My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. After all the people had been baptized and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. The television program Undercover Boss has become another reality show that's become this international hit. It's hard to believe that it's been on in the United States now for over nine years. Millions of people tune in every week just to see a high-ranking executive officer or an owner of a corporation taking this entry-level position in their own company. And they do this for a week to get some experience of what their own employees go through and get a sense of how people feel about their company from a very unique vantage point. So, for, the, for example, the owner of Dunkin' Donuts might get a job as a cashier in one of their shops for a week and then get to see firsthand what goes on when the boss isn't around. Hear what the employees really think about working for Dunkin' Donuts and what's it like to be on a daily basis with the different customers that come in. And in the course of the, the years that this show has been on the air, it's obvious why the, the show has been so successful for millions and millions of, of hard-working people who are employed by larger corporations, it's almost nice to imagine that their boss would do something like this, like the owner of 7-Eleven did, throwing on a, a red apron for a week, getting behind the cash register, grabbing a mop, and seeing firsthand for himself what people on the front line of their business experiences. Even more exciting for viewers is to see how the company might change as a result of that experience. There's a bunch of companies that have been showcased on the show that have addressed issues that were really affecting workers that maybe had been ignored for years up till that point. For example, this, this one executive worked one day just packing boxes at his company's warehouse. And at the end of the day, the, the 37-year-old called his mother and said, Mom, there's no way I could ever be able to do this again tomorrow. And just that experience caused him to mandate that every one of his executives rotate into some of the different call centers that the company has for their employees to call in, just so that they would have an idea of what's going on in their employees' minds and thoughts. The owner of White Castle was so moved by the the stress and health concerns that his employees were going through that he created a place online where workers could get health information from a doctor or a nurse directly 
and then even took it a step further and reevaluated all the medical coverage that his employees received, while result, which also resulted in White Castle now paying all the out-of-payment co-pays for their employees. It's amazing, with just the visit of the boss to their people, which could result in ways that would transform the entire company for them. Throughout this Christmas season, which we conclude today with this solemnity of the baptism of the Lord, we've been recounting the visit of the boss to his people. God stepping down into humanity, God becoming one of us and becoming one with us. And how that's transformed the entire of creation. And if we think about what we've heard over the Christmas season over the last few weeks, it's almost been this, this slow reveal. We've heard of these historical occurrences which gave us more and more glimpses of Jesus' full divinity and full humanity and the effect that it was starting to have right from the beginning. From his birth on Christmas Day where the gospel writers told us Jesus was, was Christ and Lord in the true light which enlightened everyone coming into the world. A few days later on Holy Family, we heard where Jesus was a 12-year-old boy and was already someone amazingly special, filled with depth and wisdom and understanding. He shocks the rabbis and the scholars in the temple and the leaders of the temple. On New Year's Day, with the feast of Mary, the mother of God, the gospel reminded us that the Blessed Virgin Mary's son was God's son, as was shown by his name, Jesus which means God saves. And then last Sunday, with the Feast of the Epiphany, we heard of that spectacular sight, a star, which was catching the attention of these wise men who were following it, which all led them to Jesus. All that's been in a way of establishing clues and these revelations of this mysterious joining of God and man. Because when you think about it, it's it's mind-boggling. To imagine God, the author and creator of all the universe, becoming part of humanity in both humble ways as a a baby to this poor, devout, loving couple, and at the same time still possessing his divinity with all those titles, Christ, Lord, Savior, King of the Jews. And now as we conclude the Christmas season, the undercover boss has his great reveal How, after all those special and unique and dramatic ways that we've seen and heard over Christmas, is this going to be accomplished? Jesus joins with all the people who were going to John the Baptist looking for something very specific. They're longing for God to fulfill the promises he spoke of to the prophet Isaiah in the first reading. The valleys being filled in the mountains and hills being made low. There's that desire in the human heart that longs for that, for our valleys of of disappointment and discouragement and fear to be filled in, for the mountains in our lives of selfishness or self-centeredness, our sins, which can all obscure God from our lives, all to be leveled, So they're responding to the preaching of Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, who's calling them to this repentance, to change their lives, to step into that water, and to come out 
committed to bringing that vision about. And Jesus joins that crowd. He walks with them. He sees their desire for God, their resolve to try to change their lives, their hope that God will fulfill those promises of Scripture and the preaching they were hearing. And in all humility and in his love for humanity, he steps into waters he doesn't need to step into. Jesus receives this baptism of repentance he doesn't need simply to show us how this Christ and Lord, how this King of the Jews, how this God who saves will save. Not by demanding servitude, reminding or revealing himself as a God who is a master and we're just mere servants. Not spying on us, waiting for us to screw up so he can cast us into hell. No, Jesus comes as a brother who loves us and is willing to do anything for us, ultimately to lay down his life for us. Why? Because of what St. Paul told us in that second reading. Not because of any righteous deeds that we had done, but because of his mercy. Because of this extravagant, undeserving gift of amazing love, Jesus' mercy. And as Jesus does this, it's almost like God the Father can't hold back anymore. He can't contain his excitement. As Jesus is there with these people in these waters of repentance, the Father's voice is heard crying out from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. Unlike the television show, when the undercover boss simply improves the lives of the employees while he retains his position, with this revelation, God makes it possible and desires that you and I become his beloved sons and daughters as well. That we will follow the examples of humility, of selflessness, of sacrifice, of mercy and love that our boss has offered recognizing how blessed we are that he doesn't hide his presence from us. He doesn't limit his visit to just one random week. Jesus remains with us here in his word and in his body and blood in the Eucharist. May we recapture our amazement that Jesus does visit and remain with us and will continue to transform the world if we would only cooperate with him.